There's a lot of paperwork involved in buying a house. There's all of the lender's documents that they're going to be walking you through. However, I'm going to help make sure that you're meeting uh, their request for information uh, on the on a good timeline there so that you're actually able to get the loan to be able to buy the home. Buying a home is exciting, but the process can be overwhelming. Trying to understand all of the paperwork, financing, and what you need to do can be stressful. Without knowing what you're doing or where things stand, it's hard to move forward. Or worse, you could make a mistake that costs you thousands of dollars. That's where the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast, hosted by Jeff Jones, comes in. Jeff is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur. He helps take the guesswork out of home buying by providing you with the details, resources, and professionals that make the process easier to understand so you can successfully buy your next home with confidence. Now here's Jeff. I'm so glad that you're with me on this episode of the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast. This is the podcast where we help people just like you hoping to buy a home to get ready to actually buy that home. Now, we don't want you to stop at just being ready. We want you to actually do it. So it's not really all just about getting ready to buy a home. It's about buying a home. But we're talking about all the stuff it's going to take for you to actually do that. And on the podcast today, we're talking about why would you want to work with someone like me, a real estate agent working for you as a buyer's agent. We're going to look at the different reasons why it might just be worth it for you to work with a buyer's agent. So let's jump right into what it means to work with a buyer's agent. Now, you may be thinking that in your past experience or talking to people that the only thing a buyer's agent does for you is give you property access. I mean, all we do is show up, get a key out of a box, open up a door, walk you through the house, help you decide if this is the one that fits what you're looking for or not. So we're, we're doing that for you. We're navigating you through showings after we've been sending you searches and you found the home or we found it for you that you want to actually give you access to the property. Well, that is definitely something that we do because if you're on your own, you're working with the sellers, you're working with the seller's agent trying to figure all that out and on their time schedule. Uh, if you've got an agent who's working for you as a buyer's agent, it is our job to work that schedule around you as much as possible. The sellers know that, that if they want to sell their home, they need to make it available when buyers can actually look at it. So you can figure all that on your own or you can have a buyer's agent who does that for you. I mentioned searches. Well, how do you even find that home? You have to have access to the data. You can find a lot of access out there on your own. Our technology online sources provide you with a lot of information about homes on the market. However, you're not able to see all of the homes on the market. There are homes on the market that we call expired. So that means that it didn't sell. You're not going to find that it was previously on the market when you're looking at one of those online profiles. It just shows it's no longer available. Well, you don't know if it's available or not, but I can look at it and see, did it expire? Uh, and if it expired, is it back under contract? Did it sell? What's going on with it? Maybe it was withdrawn. For whatever reason, the sellers decided not to make a purchase. Well, I can find those properties too. 
And it just maybe one of those fits you. And maybe if I contact the seller and say, I have a buyer who's interested in your house, they might say, well, let's go ahead and sell it. Uh, you're not able to find those kinds of properties. And in real estate, we just, not, the agents, we keep our ear to the ground of listening for anybody who may be selling, uh, who uh, it may be coming on the market later. Maybe they've even just thought about selling or I actually have a list in my database of potential sellers of homeowners who have responded to um, ads or uh, lead uh, lead generators that I've had out that they've responded. They haven't indicated that they're ready to sell yet, but they've gotten some information about it, like what's their home worth or something. It just may be that if I were to contact them on your behalf, they would sell. You just never know. So we do those searches for you. We actually do the, the help you with the showings, but uh, it's not just about giving you property access. Yes, that's a big deal of what we do, but it's not the only thing that we do. I would think that probably the biggest uh, um, benefit that you get to working with a buyer's agent is that you have a personal advocate. I'm not just a real estate agent. I'm a realtor. We've talked about that in a previous episode. I believe that was, let me look at the episode. That was episode six on what is a realtor. A real estate agent is somebody who has been licensed by the state to help you navigate buying or selling property. A realtor is one of those people, but it's one of those agents who has joined the National Association of Realtors and has agreed to live by and operate by a code of ethics. And that code of ethics and the fiduciary responsibilities, that's just a big fancy term for what you can expect from a real estate agent. Those responsibilities talk about loyalty. It is your interest above my interest. Yes, I get paid providing my professional services, but at the end of the day, if all I'm after is a paycheck, you can tell that. You know those folks who are just after a paycheck. I am after a paycheck, but I am also after you successfully getting the home that you want so that you can live where you want to live. And you do that with full confidence that you've made the right decision. That's what I want to see happen at the end of the day. That's what I strive for. So my focus on you as a professional, as your personal advocate, is your best interest. Not about me. It's about you. And your best interest means that I'm going to be giving you advice. Uh, you don't have to take my advice, but it is always about you staying true to what it is you want to purchase. Because you've already told me the two or three things that you must have in your home three or four things you would like to have in your home, three or four things you know you do not want in your home. You've told me how much money you can afford to spend on your home. Uh, and I'm going to be giving you advice that's going to keep you within those parameters. Buying a home is an emotional purchase. You may end up buying a home that costs a little bit more than what you thought you could afford. That's going to be your choice at the end of the day because of what's on the market, uh, you might choose a different neighborhood than where you thought you were going to be living. My wife and I, when we were looking to buy the home that we live in now, she did not want to fix her upper home. She wanted something move-in ready. 
I had worked on every home that we ever owned and she was not really interested in that again. There were certain things that we knew that we wanted and certain things that we liked. Uh, the house that we're in now, we looked at the house. It had almost everything that we wanted, had most of the things that we liked. It was missing most of the things that we didn't want. However, it was a fixture upper, <laughs> just what she didn't want. Yet while we were in the home looking at it, she looked at me and looked at our agent and she said, I know you're not going to believe this, but I love it. Sold. That was the house for us. Now my agent didn't try to talk me out of it because he knew I liked it. And this was before I became a real estate agent. Uh, he knew I liked it. And if she was on board with it, then great. We had already looked at probably 10 or so houses previously, and we just couldn't settle on anything. Either she loved it or I loved it, but neither of us, it wasn't a house where both of us did until this house. And we've been, we've owned it now, uh, coming up on eight years. We love it. It's the second longest home that we've ever owned. Anyway, as your personal advocate, I'm going to be giving you advice that's going to be helping you stay true to the dreams and the plans that you have for owning your home. I'm going to give you advice about the home, about the neighborhood, about the, the financing of it. I'm not a lender. I'm not an attorney. However, I'm going to be giving you advice to try to make the best decision that you can make for you. I'm also going to be giving you insights about the property, insights about the neighborhood, any insights I know about anybody else involved in the deal. Your lender, if that's if, if you already brought the lender, and I don't know that lender, but I happen to know some things, I'm going to be giving you insights about every aspect of this transaction so that you're able to get this home that you want to live where you want to live. Hey, thank you for hanging with the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast so far. You need to know how ready you are to buy a home, so get your score at readytobuyscore.com. You'll pick a few statements, get an email telling you what your score is and what you need to focus on to get ready to buy a home. If I can help you in my market, which is the Mid-South, the Memphis metro area, please let me know. If you're in another market, I've got agents all over the country and in a few countries around the world. Reach out to me and I'll connect you with one of our agents who can help you get your home bought wherever you are. Now, back to the show. Hey, before I continue on talking about the paperwork, I want to go back and talk about insights just for a moment. I mentioned to you that if I know something about one of the people in the transaction, I'm going to tell you about that. The code of ethics does not allow me to speak uh, bad, badly about other real estate agents. I'm not ever going to talk about uh, disparaging uh, comments about someone else. I'm going to give you the best information I know about the people involved so that you have the insights that I know of, and I'm not the only person there. I'm going to do the best that I can without talking bad about somebody to make sure that you've got the right information that you need to make the best decision for you. Just to kind of give you a little bit there uh, to know where I'm coming from, uh, to make sure that I'm representing you well as your personal advocate. Okay, let's talk about the paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork involved in buying a house. 
There's all of the lenders documents that they're going to be walking you through. However, I'm going to help make sure that you're meeting uh, their request for information uh, on the on a good timeline there so that you're actually able to get the loan to be able to buy the home. We're going to be going through the paperwork of uh, hiring me to work for you, to work with you on buying your home. We're going to have the offer. We have any other documents that come up in the offer uh, of any of negotiating that we're going to have to do. Uh, there's going to be a walkthrough documents that you sign. You're going to be looking at a property conditions disclosure statement, uh, all kinds of information. And my role as your advocate is to help you navigate all the paperwork so that you understand it and that you're able to move forward with buying your home. I mentioned negotiating. Once we have a deal under contract, we are going to probably have some potentially, I'm going to say probably, potentially some more negotiating to do. If something shows up in the inspection that you would like to have fixed, uh, if something comes back with the appraisal and the appraisal is lower than the purchase price, if you need to change the date and the time frame on when you close or the seller needs to change the time frame on when they close or when they're able to give you possession of the property, there's all kinds of things that could come up. And it's my role as your advocate to negotiate on your behalf. And by the way, I've actually gone through the real estate negotiation expert certification. Uh, there is a certification out there for that. I've taken some advanced training in negotiating. So I'm here to help you. Many other agents have. There's a couple of different certifications out there, but you want to check and make sure that your agent knows what they're doing when it comes to negotiating on your behalf as your advocate. I'm going to do our, my due diligence. That's another uh, term in the buyer's agency agreement when you're hiring me or another agent to work for you. And our fiduciary responsibility is to do our due diligence. And that's going to mean that all the stuff I've already mentioned, that we're giving you advice, we're giving you the insights that we know about the home, the neighborhood, the people involved in the transaction. We're helping you with the paperwork. We're staying on top of the negotiating. We're helping you navigate through the inspections, any issues that comes up. That's what we talk about when we mean due diligence, that I am giving you my best to help you make the best decision and to be confident in your decision on buying your next home. That's what we do or what I do as your personal advocate. Being an advocate means that I also have a network of professionals. And that's actually the third reason I believe that you need to work with a real estate professional as a buyer's agent. And that is going to be a network of professionals. And that third one is your professional associates that I bring to the table to help you buy your home. It's not just about getting a key and opening a door and letting you walk in and take a look. That's not all that a buyer's agent does. Now, the professional associates that the buyer's agent that I bring to the table is going to be a lender. I mentioned that earlier. Sometimes home buyers start with a lender and then find a real estate agent. Sometimes they start with a real estate agent and then find a lender. I always ask my buyers if they have a lender, if they have a lender they've worked with in the past or maybe a place that they bank and they have a really good relationship. Some banks work really hard to get their, um, their account holders 
to get to know them, to manage those relationships with those account holders and other banks. Uh, you might not ever even go to a branch, but once or twice a year because you do everything online or on your phone. Just depends. But if you've got a relationship with a bank and they do mortgage lending, I encourage you to start there. Uh, you might get a better rate. You might already know the people involved there. They already know your uh, your money, your financial situation to some degree, or at least how much money you have in the bank. They can easily get that information because they're, they are there. If you don't have a lender, though, don't know where to go. Most real estate buyers agents that I know have a list of three or four lenders that we work with. I have a short list of lenders. I have it on my website and I can send a link to anybody looking to buy a home in my market of the lenders that I personally know that I've personally had buyers work with or that I've worked with personally that I can uh, encourage them to use. Now, in our industry, uh, you might think, oh, you're just getting a kickback from them. You know, kind of they're going to they're going to give you a little bit of money on the side for bringing a buyer, you know, somebody who's going to borrow from them. In our industry, that's illegal. The federal government, Congress made that illegal. Uh, there's a, a, an act out there. It doesn't really matter much to you, but there's a, a act that says it's illegal for us to do that. As a matter of fact, my real estate brokerage, EXP Realty, we have a, a business affiliation with a lender. We have a business affiliation with a closer, a, a, a title company. And if when we, we are able to put out what their prices and stuff are, but there's a disclosure that we have that I have to share with my sellers and my buyers that says you need to know that EXP Realty because any agreement with the buyer's agent is technically an agreement with the brokerage. Something happened with that agent. The broker could assign a different agent to represent you on their behalf. That's a whole different thing. You can negotiate those things if that's the case. But anyway, it's really with the brokerage. So my brokerage has the potential to earn income from the professional services fees from me working for you as a buyer's agent. But we also have the potential, EXP Realty also has the potential to receive funds from others involved in the transaction. If you use success lending that we have a partnership with, we have an ownership in, EXP Realty could get some additional money from it. If you use the closing uh, title company that EXP has a relationship with, EXP could get some more money to it. There's a document that some of that paperwork, there's a document that my clients sign that says I'm aware of an affiliated business relationship that eXp Realty has with these individuals. I'm aware of it and I have to have them sign it. So there's no kickbacks coming in. In our industry, the lenders, title companies, uh, home warranties, inspectors, those type things, they might can help pay for some training for our office, but they're not giving me, you know, a $50 gift card or taking me out to a great, fantastic dinner because I brought them a person, a buyer who's borrowing money through their company or using them in their services. That doesn't happen. <clears throat> my responsibility to you of my due diligence as your personal advocate 
and seeking your best interest is to make sure that I know the people who are involved in the transaction and that they are serving you to the best of their abilities and it's not just about them. Any buyer's agent that you work with should have a list of some of these folks. The lender is one of those. Now, you're not going to see an appraiser on that list because as a buyer, at least in our market, appraisals have to be done from an arm's length distance. That means you as the buyer can't choose the appraiser to go and appraise the property. The lender can't even hand select the appraiser to go and appraise the property to determine a value that the amount of money they're going to loan you is based on. The lenders that I know of in my market have maybe five appraisers. Let's just say there's five appraisers. And whoever is the next one up on the list is the one that gets to appraise your property. It's put out that we need this property done. If, you know, their A and their B got the last two, then the C appraiser is going to get the next one. Or it's put out to the, one, the rest of them who haven't gotten one recently that there's no connection with. If your uh, uncle happens to be an appraiser that works for the lender that you're going for, they're going to pull your uncle's name out of the hat and not even be one of the options to go through because they don't want your uncle doing uh, an appraisal that may not be accurate because it's for your best interest. So that appraiser is not somebody you're really going to have any influence on choosing other than if you know that appraiser works for that lender, you can tell that lender not to use them. If you maybe have had an appraiser in the past that, you know, you've missed out on a deal because that appraiser and they're up again to do this one, you can request that a certain appraiser not do that property. Uh, potentially ask your agent, ask your lender about that. Uh, but the list that I'm going to provide you is going to have a lender on it. I'm also going to have a home inspector, a person who you can call on to go and do that inspection. Uh, there's going to be some other uh, home service providers that I'm going to be able to share with you. Handyman, contractor, plumber, HVAC technician, electrician, roofer, landscaper, uh, all those folks involved. Maybe even a pet groomer if you're new to the area. I'm going to be able to provide you a list of those home service providers. Again, I get nothing from them other than people that I trust that I would trust to come work on my own property or as I like to say at my mother-in-law's. Well, I don't care about my mother. I do care about my mother. But if somebody were to go and not represent and take care of my mother, well, they have to deal with me. If somebody were to not go and have to deal, take care of my mother-in-law, well, they'd have to deal with me, but then I'd have to deal with my wife. And I don't have to deal with my wife being upset because somebody didn't do what they were supposed to for her mom. So anyway, if I wouldn't send them to my mother-in-law, I won't send them to you. That's how I, that's how I like to tell that. So I have those home service providers. There's also going to be an insurer. Maybe you don't have, if you've never owned a home, you don't know anybody in homeowners insurance. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to start with who your car insurance, your automobile insurance is with. Uh, you have family and friends that have insurance. Uh, talk to them about those. But I'm going to give you a list of some insurers who you might want to consider to insure your property. Also going to give you access and give you uh, information about some movers. You maybe need the full move, a partial move, whatever it may be. And you have access because of relationship with me to a real estate attorneys. Uh, I'm going to be able to give you a list of those. And let's say something comes up in the deal. Uh, 
chances are if you were to do this on your own and you were to call a real estate attorney, you're going to have them on a retainer. You're going to be paying them for the time that they work for you. And that's going to include answering questions. Some of them may do it for free, uh, but I've got, um, I've got a real estate attorney on speed dial. So if a question comes up about a deal and it's Saturday afternoon at six o'clock, uh, 6 PM, we have a legal question about a property. I can call or text my real estate attorney. If they're available in that moment, they'll get back with me. If not, as soon as possible, chances are I won't have to wait until Monday morning to get that answer. It's possible I could, but you have access to a real estate attorney when you're working with a real estate professional as a buyer's agent working for you. Buying a home can be stressful. I hope that you now see that working with a buyer's agent is working with somebody who does more than get a key out of a box and get you access to look at a home. We do a whole lot more than that. And if you listen to anything about realtor stuff, you know that we talk about that's who we are. And it's the big realtor blue R that we talk about in kind of corny, but it makes sense because it is who we are. We're an advocate for the community, an advocate for you. We want you to get into the home that you want to live in, confident in your decision every step of the way. If you're ready to buy a home or think you may be ready to buy a home, reach out to me to see if I can help you. If you're in my market, Northwest Mississippi, uh, Southwest Tennessee, the Memphis uh, metro area, Memphis, Tennessee metro area, if you're in my market, I can help you. Even if I can't help you, I can help you find an agent in my market who can help you. If I'm not in your market, chances are I have a business partner in your market. If you don't know who to turn to, to represent you as your personal advocate for buying a home, reach out to me and I'll help connect you with an agent where you live. Have a blessed day. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today on the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast. Hopefully you found all this information helpful to you and it's made a little more sense out of what it takes to actually buy a home and you feel a little bit more confident about your home buying process. Now, again, as I shared in earlier, if I can help you buy a home in the Mid-South or find you an agent wherever you are, just reach out to me at midsouth.homes or whatever link is here on this podcast or uh, down below in the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on a podcast, I just mentioned the YouTube channel. There is a Get Me Ready to Buy YouTube channel where you can actually watch the podcast if you'd rather do that. If you're watching this on YouTube and you'd rather listen to it, you can find the link to GetMeReadyToBuy.com and you'll find where you can listen to all the podcasts wherever you get podcasts. I hope that you'll also rate and review the show. There's a link here in the notes, in the show notes or here where you can review the show and rate it so that others who are looking to buy a home just like you can find it, especially if you found it helpful. And I would love a five-star review if this has been helpful to you. The other thing you can do is remember to get your score at ReadyToBuyScore.com. And as always, hit the subscribe button so that you are the first to find out the latest information about what it takes for you to be ready to buy a home. Have a blessed day.